friend of the show, Jean McDonald. And she's a friend of the show for a variety of reasons. One, because I'm just a huge fan of hers. And two, because uh, she used to buy podcast ads for me a thousand years ago. Three, because she hooked me up with um, the micro.blog account uh, for its first year that I used to to host this very podcast and my microblog. Um, and uh, now I'm a proud paying member of micro.blog. But Jean is great. And Jean had written to me uh, yesterday, I guess, saying, and I quote, the audition suspense is killing me. Way to engage your podcast audience. So thank you, Gene, for that. That's very kind of you to say. And I am going to dish more on uh, last night's callback. So uh, here we go. Uh, I guess the only thing that's left to do, and I, I, as I've said, I hesitate sometimes to kick into, you know, to tee off the the theme music. It feels like it's a little bit too cute. So uh, that doesn't stop me from doing it. So here's the theme song. Your Daily Lex. I've mentioned it before, but I do think it would surprise some of you, uh, the effort and time that I take to make sure that the music kicks in at exactly the right second where I want it to from when I tee it up. Anyway, so last night was callbacks for Avenue Q. I'm assuming that the folks who run that show aren't listening to this podcast, and I, I don't have anything like mean or, or bad to say. I, the, the short version is I don't really know how callbacks went, and I went in, I would say... Uh, like I said, I had some some nerves, and I, I worked through that nervous energy before I got there, and then I, I went in feeling uh, confident, um, and also, you know, knowing that there would be other great folks there. And that was true. There were other great folks there, a couple other puppeteer folks, somebody who had done, um, you know, the professional version of the, the Sesame street musical. And he's obviously great at voices and great at puppeteering. Um, and I enjoyed seeing some of those folks audition, but the way the audition was run or the callback was run, uh, didn't instill me with confidence in a couple of ways. I mean, it started late, which I thought was odd, but I mean, that's also just me. I, I struggle with late things, but uh, you know, I was given a packet of, Hey, here's all the, th- all the things that we're calling you back for. And delightfully, the things I was being called back for included the parts that I want, uh, Trekkie monster and, and Nikki. Uh, and so there was dialogue and songs for them and stuff that I had prepared. Like I, I knew those songs and I, I knew those scenes. In fact, uh, I was also given um, sheets for, uh, Brian, who is a human male character in the show, as opposed to a puppet based character. And it's not the, I mean, listen, if I were offered the role of Brian, I'd take it. Um, but it's, it's not the role that I get excited about in the show because I want to be a puppet guy. But Brian is, I think by the creators considered the heart of the show. It's a great role. It's just, I certainly, if I did that role, I'd have to have some emotional mourning of, uh, morning with a U, uh, and I'm not British, uh, of, uh, you know, oh, I'm in this giant show with puppets, and I'm, I'm not controlling any of the puppets, but that'd be okay. Uh, so those are the three things. And I have some time because they were dealing with other callback stuff first, and then eventually they have all the Trekkie candidates sing, and you watch everybody sing. Uh, and that's a funny way to start, which somebody commented on in, during the audition process. Wait, you're having us blow out all of our voices right away because Trekkie can be hard on your voice. So you're going to have us do that before we sing anything else. And you're like, yeah, sorry. Um, and I thought my, my Trekkie singing went very well. Uh, then they eventually brought in all the Brian's and instead of having Brian sing, they had him do uh, a scene. Okay. No problem. I did okay with that. I thought, um, then it was like, okay, all the Nikki's come in. Uh, and you're going to do this scene that we gave you. And I had to like raise my hand and say, you gave me a different Nikki scene, not that scene. I'm like, oh, sorry, here's that scene uh, that you didn't have. We'll give you that. Page. Several of the packets of papers they'd given out to auditioners were messed up, but they gave, you know, I didn't have that page. And they're like, Lex, why don't you go first to read the scene? So I'm handed the scene and then asked to read it right away. Uh, I only mentioned that because I still think I did well, but it was funny. It, it helped that I was familiar with the show already and familiar with the script already because I had about 12 seconds maybe with that script before I had to start reading it. Um, and I was proud of how I did that, uh, that Nikki script scene, the scripted scene, the dialogue scene. 
Then I know they went through a variety of permutations of, of Rod's and Nikki's, the the two kind of Burton Ernie esque characters. Uh, and uh, then they asked everybody to leave, and then called one person back and had just that person sing uh, the big Nikki song. If you were gay, uh, is the name of the song. Um, uh, we had heard that person sing other stuff for other characters that I wasn't auditioning for. And that person didn't seem to me like a very strong singer. Um, definitely didn't seem like the person they were landing in for Nikki, but they didn't have anybody else sing the Nikki stuff. And I don't know if that meant to them that this was their guy or that they uh, had already uh, heard enough from other people for that. I don't know. So it was just weird. Like it, it just, it, that wasn't a confidence inspiring vibe that you didn't sing that song. Uh, and they had nobody sing the Brian song. And Brian has a, a fiance slash wife in the show, depending on what time in the show. And they didn't have anybody who anybody they were considering for the Brian's go with uh, the character of Christmas Eve, who is his fiance slash wife. Um, so all that stuff felt odd. Uh, and then eventually, you know, I was sent home in a, a group of people who went home at one point while they then later auditioned, um, for very high-pitched parts, uh, the bad idea bears. So I don't know. It would truly, and this is not false modesty or anything else, it would not surprise me based on just the vibe I felt at the callback uh, if I got no part uh, or if I got offered. Uh, so I, I think there's probably a 60 to 70% chance I would get offered either no part or uh, an ensemble part. I wouldn't take an ensemble part, not because I'm like, I'm too good for the ensemble, but there isn't really an ensemble in that show. So it'd be kind of a little bit faked or maybe you could just be the... Uh, the second hand of a puppet. And that's, uh, I think that'd be too emotionally taxing for me to be the second hand of a puppet that I didn't get to voice. Uh, so there was that, um, uh, there was a, a little bit of puppeteering near the end of the callback where you got like, where they looked at everybody puppeteering for about 30 seconds. Uh, and I did great with that. And they had some fun puppets there. They weren't the Avenue Q puppets, but they were fun professional puppets. And I, I enjoyed that part very much. So I don't know, like I said, I think there's 67% chance that I either won't get cast or will get, uh, an ensemble role that I decline. And then, uh, the other chances are various permutations of I could get one of the two parts I want. Uh, I think there's a zero, let's call it a 1% chance that I would get both the parts I want. Uh, and then a, a low percentage chance that I would get uh, Brian the human. So we'll see. I did have time to think, you know, on my way home last night, because I, I, I don't know, even though I saw that they were auditioning for parts that I was in no way eligible for, when you're sent home and the audition, the callback isn't over, it feels like a, a total defeat. Uh, and I've talked about, like, not just the nervousness, but just the whole audition process. And like I've said, a lot of people don't talk about auditions uh, until after they have gotten cast or then they don't talk about it. Oh, they don't get cast. Uh, I was pretty public, at least as far as this podcast and my friend circle goes, hey, I'm auditioning for the show. I really want to get it. Uh, and I've spent, you know, in various ways, months working on it. Not that it was nonstop work for these months, but you know, I thought about the show, listened to it a ton, uh, arranged my own uh, audition song, did a lot of puppet practicing, all those things. And it could all be for naught, right? And then there's there's like truly embarrassment at all, right? If I don't get cast at all, I think that you will not think less of me or judge me, dear your daily life listener, but it's still like, it's emotionally taxing if you go through that whole process and then don't get cast. Uh, I went into all this knowing that, but I definitely had some moments as I was driving home last night, like, oh, I have to tell that your daily life audience tomorrow that I really don't know how callbacks went. And then at some point I have to figure out if I'm getting cast, I mean, I'll find out if I'm getting cast or not. Uh, and I, like I said, I think the likeliest chance is that I really won't, uh, which is a bummer. Um, but hey, I can own it with you and it's fine and it will be sad and then I'll move on and we'll all survive, especially me. And you too. I'm, I'm not wishing any, anyway, you get it. So anyway, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. We're all going to live and uh, forever, maybe. Uh, I don't know, hold a good thought, I guess, but what's done is done. Lex. Lex.